The following podcast is a live recording of a radio show first broadcast by Fresh FM with assistance from New Zealand On Air. Fresh FM is a community access media station based in Te Tauihu, the top of the South Island, New Zealand. If you or your group would like to know more about how you can have a program on our station, please contact us. Visit our website, freshfm.net, for our contact details. You're listening to Fresh FM. It's that time where I talk to Ali Cave for another Nelson Film Society film preview. And Ali's joining me on the line from Auckland. Kia ora, Ali. Kia ora, Matt. This week, yes. we have a 2019 film from Poland called Corpus Christi. And I've had the good fortune to watch it twice in the last month since it was screened in Auckland and then it appeared on the Rialto channel. So some people may have already seen it. And um, I hope that they enjoyed it as much as I did. Yeah, seeing it twice, even you know, even though you'd, you'd seen it once as part of the film festival, the other opportunity presented itself on Rialto. The fact that you did watch it a second time um, speaks volumes. So, Corpus Christi, tell us about it. Okay, well, you know, Corpus Christi, uh, the body of Christ. Right. So you know it's going to be something religious, <laughs> uh, have a religious tone. Um, and so Jan Komasa has directed this darkly compelling drama about a juvenile delinquent out on parole whose next step is to work in the sawmill of a local village. However, after disembarking from the bus, he chooses to wander into the local church where he is mistaken as the newly arrived priest. Daniel, who is played by Bartos Bilenia, decides that this gift of mistaken identity will be his redemption. So he dons the priestly robes and proceeds to work with the community. Now this film is loosely based on a real-life case that made headlines in Poland. It follows a juvenile delinquent posing as a small-town priest Matthias Pasewicz originally wrote an article on the case, and he turned it into a script for the movie. Kamasa has transformed it into a tale of second chances and redemption. Interestingly, in Poland, there are multiple cases of fake priests passing as priests of church officials every year. Wow. So the story is not so outlandish as it may first appear. Bartosz Bilenia creates a very credible Daniel. To begin with, he looks the part. When we first meet him, he is an emaciated, wasted youth with close-cropped hair. And the irony is that the moment he puts on his priest's robes, we can just as easily believe that he is a servant of God. He turns out to be a down-to-earth and empathetic priest who exposes the pious members of the parish. Poland is famous for its cinematography. Film directors you might already be familiar with include Andreas Wojta and Roman Polanski. Here, Pieter Sobaczynski Jr. can join the ranks of these esteemed men. He masterfully uses muted colors with such visual authority that the actors appear surrounded by subdued milky light, as if in a cloud of ethereality. It is this ethereal quality which surrounds the action and is then highlighted with 
Lyrical panoramic shots of the beautiful and peaceful countryside. When Daniel arrives in town, this close-knit village is still suffering from a recent tragedy when seven people were killed, several of them youth, in a car accident. All of the villagers blame the accident on the driver of the other car, saying he was drunk, and they refuse to allow his body to be buried along with the youth. They then direct their anger at his widow and send her vitriolic hate mail. There are strong Christian, biblical, moral, worldview messages with scenes set in church and people praying and singing worship songs. The story is made even more powerful with Bilenia's incredible performance. Daniel is often waiting for guidance and direction when facing his congregation. But with lengthy silences, he manages to create an evangelical quality. Komasa also keeps the audience engaged with the help of Pasovitz's script and Sobachinsky's cinematography, as well as his own masterful direction. He maintains a fragile tension throughout the film and has many interesting twists and turns. After a rocky start in his new role, Daniel discovers he has a natural empathy for the villagers who flock to the confessional. He shows compassion for the widow Iwa, who is treated as a pariah. For him, the challenge is how to get the others to forgive her as well, all the while knowing that his own deception might soon be discovered. And there is a potential romantic involvement, which Daniel struggles to hold back from. Marta, played by Eliza Rukumba, plays the caretaker's daughter who befriends Daniel. Her brother was one of those killed. It is Eliza who has information that the other villagers are unaware of. Daniel can be a peacemaker because he is a believer, but he frequently doubts that he may have bit off a bit more than he can chew. He knows that his dream can't last forever, but as long as he can stay connected with the villagers and continue to show his intolerance for hubris, greed, and power by affirming the Christian idea of redemption, which he delivers through his sermons and advice in the confessional, and not be discovered, he believes he might be able to shift the closed-mindedness of the villagers. But how long can it last as the suspense builds it keeps you guessing to the end. As you may know, Poles are stereotypically described as somber, serious people who are not very tolerant. But in this story, there are many underlying currents to what may be described as right or wrong. In the beginning, you may have a very clear idea as to which character fits into which camp. As more information is introduced, your beliefs are confirmed at first, and then... With more information, your moral sense may be swept away. All the while, Daniel must be the anchor of a very unsteady ship. There's no clear sailing. Paul Burns of the Sydney Morning Herald spoke very highly of this movie, saying it is the one everyone has been waiting for. He said that it's been a while since the choice of what movie to go to see has been so clear, Corpus Christi is 
that movie. Just go. Wow. And that's a stunning movie by the sound of it. We've had some good ones so far, but this one I really have to say, I, I, I enjoyed so much seeing it a second time. I think particularly when it's in another language, it's in Polish, yeah. and you know, you get to focus more on other things. Yes. You just pick up a little bit more here and there. Yeah, look, the, the imagery, I'm just looking on the NZ Film Society website, nzfilmsociety.org.nz, at uh, just the pictures of it. There is a trailer up there as well. Um, he looks like a priest, you've got to say. Yes, yes, but you can imagine him in prison too, can't you? Well, yes, and the, there is a picture of him facing the congregation, and you can see that he's got a tattoo on them in the middle of his back, which you wouldn't <laughs> expect from a priest as well. It twists and turns, you say. Yes, and that's the part that I think adds another dimension to the film, because some of it you think, well, okay, you know, you're going through, you think, well, he'll be caught somewhere in the end, and... He'll probably either be sent back to prison or how far will he go. But I guess it, it was, well, for me anyway, the, the idea that, say, the person you peg is a bad guy, the, the person you don't like because he's not really Christian, uh, but he's a very powerful figure, then actually turns out to have some very substantial things to say. He's very good at negotiating. And... Um, they're just, you know, little things that think, okay, so we can't really put people in one camp or another. Yeah. There are always these underlying, you know, traits to yeah. us all. We all have something positive. We all have something negative. We battle with the negative, but, you know, yeah. hope the positive will win. Yes, <laughs> and, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, the complexity of characters is something that I guess a lot of uh, mainstream films may struggle with a lot of them do tend to present goodies and baddies i know that there is a lot more nuance in in some films this obviously uh, does focus fairly heavily on that and redemption obviously the the thing of do people deserve a, a second chance i guess yeah in the case of the widow here she had really oh. we we believe nothing to do with it sure. so um he sees her as being you know well she should be forgiven. Yeah. But you, you just, yeah, as I say, twists and turns. Ha! Now, I think you mentioned this may have been just before we talked on here that you've spoken to a Polish woman who recognized this movie and also thought highly of it. Yes, here at the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had a class of a, a Polish instructor and I mentioned that I was doing this interview and she, and when she found out the film, I was like, oh, you know, she was, Oh, that is just the best film. I that is that you know she she just was over the moon about it, and I wow. thought, oh, that's nice to hear from somebody from you know yeah. a local, so to speak. Yes, and, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. So okay. she was very sorry. Sorry that didn't get an Academy Award. I think uh, this is a twenty nineteen film. Okay. So, but it did it did get some awards, but I didn't list them all. You okay. Know. You've seen it twice. Is it? Uh, a film that has hung around in your thoughts. Yes, and I think visually, for, for you know, as you say, looking at those pictures, yeah. he just has visually and also the timing of it when, when a priest stands in front of a congregation, and you know that he 
he he he has had some training. I will say that you you yep. you get a glimpse of that in the beginning um, when he's in prison. He helps the um, uh, um, the, the priest there right. who just does the weekly service. He's sort of the what, what, what do you call it? Yeah, he's the helper, right. and he listens very carefully and intently. And uh, but he can't become a priest himself because he has because he's um, got a sentence. You know, yeah. hanging over his head, and they just don't allow, they don't allow redemption huh. on ex-convicts. Well, the, yeah. So mm. That's why he has to, you know, approach it this way. Yeah. nzfilmsociety.org.nz uh, has this movie. Now it is showing this coming Tuesday, 22nd of March, 6 o'clock. At the Souter Theatre in Nelson. Now you do need to be a member of the Nelson Film Society once again to attend. Uh, I know there is a waiting list running for positions to uh, to be able to join the society. And obviously, as uh, COVID hopefully restrictions uh, ease, that may open up to a few more people to attending. Because I think you know, like everything, limited to uh, numbers who can attend. But Worth looking into the Film Society if it is something you think you would like to join. Ellie Cave, thank you again for joining us to give us this film preview. Now, are we talking to you again in a week's time, or are we back to Chris? No, you're talking to me next week. Lovely, lovely. Okay. Hope Chris isn't listening when I say that. He might be put off. But no, it'll be nice to join you uh, again next week. Uh, thanks for your time, Ellie. Once again, previewing this week's showing Corpus Christi at the Nelson Film Society, showing at the Souter Theatre on Tuesday evening. That is Tuesday the 22nd of March, kicking off at 6. The podcast you just listened to was a live recording of a radio show, first broadcast on Fresh FM, the Top of the South's community access media station, with support from New Zealand On Air. The funding of Access Media makes these podcasts possible. To find similar programs by other community access media stations, go online to accessmedia.nz.